I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and I've been asked by a number of people to comment on the present conflict in Israel and how it connects with Ezekiel 38, or how it might connect with Ezekiel 38. Uh, as you may know, that I, I've written a book called The Imminent Invasion of Israel, and, and you can get this book uh, on Amazon, uh, in print or Kindle, or you could order it from our website. Uh, www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk and it's all about a, a, a stunning prophecy in Ezekiel chapter 38 and the first half of chapter 39 which describes a, an invasion of Israel that has not been fulfilled yet uh, the, the setting for this is the time, it says, when in the, in the latter years, in fact in Ezekiel 38 verse 8, it talks about in the latter years you will come, this invading army will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel which had long been desolate, they were brought out of the nations and now they all dwell securely. So here we're told this will happen in the latter years, which is the time we're living in now, when Israel, having been scattered to all the nations, is regathered. Of course, that's the situation since 1948. And when it talks about the mountains of Israel, which is the, the location for this invasion, it's not actually Israel proper. The mountains of Israel is what's known as the occupied territory, or, or the, um, the Jews would call it Judea Samaria. Uh, but it, the mountains of Israel is actually the heartland, really, of the ancient Israel. It's where Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob made, had made covenant with God. But right now, it's called the West Bank. It's the occupied territory, so-called. And so this invasion is specifically of the mountains of Israel, set in the present time, when Israel has been gathered back to the land, but before the Messiah has returned to establish his kingdom. And so this is a prophecy that could be fulfilled at any time. And, um, and it's interesting that the, the dispute, really, is all about the mountains of Israel. It's about who controls the West Bank. Is it Israel? Is it, you know, the Palestinians? That's, this is the location, really, of, of the Palestinian state in the two-state solution. And so this is the key disputed area. And the Bible prophesied this. 2,500 years ago. And it seems like something is going to trigger this invasion. Um, it, it actually refers to Gog, who is like the, the main leader of this invasion. And it describes Magog, which is really Russia. Um, it talks about this army coming from the far north, which is which again is, is Russia. It describes Turkey very clearly, and it describes Iran very clearly, and some other players. But those are the main three. Uh, they are joined together in this invasion. And um, it's interesting that those three nations are increasingly aligned. And um, although, but it will need something special to cause them to do this. In fact, early in the prophecy, God says in verse 4, I will turn you around and put hooks into your jaws. You see, um, this isn't something they really want to do. It would need, um, well, not that Russia would want to do. I think Putin has a good relationship with Netanyahu. Um, so, of course, 
I think Iran would very much want to do it, but they wouldn't dare do it, or Turkey, uh, unless they had the clout of Russia protecting them. Um, and Russia, I think, would be reluctant, but it says God will put the hook in their jaw. So something's going to happen that's going to be the, the catalyst for this. And actually what God is doing is he's bringing them, these armies, in order to actually... Uh, he's going to step in and and judge these invading armies. God is going to display his power in this situation. And that's why this this event actually is going to be very important. And it goes on and says that this will trigger a worldwide revival when God demonstrates his power. Basically, God is going to show them that the God of Israel, the God of the Bible, is very much alive. And the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which included the land, including what's called the West Bank, this covenant is still in force, though even many Christians deny that. But it's still in force, and therefore it's God's land, and it belongs to Israel by, by covenant. And therefore Israel does have the right to be there, as far as God's concerned. And of course, it should look after the, the the strangers as it were in the land that that that's righteous but nevertheless Israel has the right to the land through their covenant with Abraham Isaac and Jacob which is an unconditional everlasting covenant and so God actually is going to respond to this invasion in a very dramatic manner um, and he is going to um, he's it's interesting, for instance, in verse 16, it says, You will come up against my people Israel. So it's interesting, because of that covenant, Israel, although they're still in unbelief as far as the Messiah is concerned, these armies, God says, they're my people, and God's going to defend his people. He says, They'll come up like, like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I'll bring you against my land. God says it's my land. So God is responding because they're infringing on his land and his people. And God's going to show himself that this covenant is still in place. And But notice, he says, he'll do it, verse 16, so that the nations may know me when I am hallowed in you, O Gog, before their eyes. And so God is saying, I'm going to do this to to show myself to the nations and they're going to come to know you many people are going to get saved through this because it will happen just as the bible predicted and many people will come to faith they'll see that the bible is true and many will get saved because they'll realize the gospel must be true verse 18 it says it will come to pass at the same time when god comes against the land of israel that my fury will show in my face god's going to get get into action He's not going to stand back. And he's going to use the forces of nature like earthquakes and, and all kinds of stuff. Hail and, and, and it, the armies start fighting each other. And basically all those invading armies get destroyed on the mountains of Israel. And it will happen in such a way. It won't be the, the, Ameri the uh, Israeli airplanes or anything like that. They wouldn't dare to try and fight Russia. It will be God himself, and it, well, that will be obvious. And then verse 23, it says, Thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. In other words, God is going to use this to demonstrate his glory, and that that's going to cause 
many nations, including in the Islamic world, because most of the invading armies are from Islamic nations, uh, to show that God, the God of the Bible is real. And what I'll just do one more verse uh, before I comment on the present situation. Verse 7, Ezekiel 39, verse 7, he says, So I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them profane my holy name any longer, and then the nations will know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. He's saying, I, I, I will fight for Israel. And not because Israel deserve it, but God does it for his own namesake. Uh, he, he is the God of Israel, so he's going to show himself strong. And, but the important thing is we need to be ready for this because it's going to trigger a worldwide revival. People will be open to the gospel when this happens. So having just set the scene of that, uh, and it's interesting that it, in verse 13 it says the nations that are against these invaders are Sheba and Dedan, which is the Gulf states like Saudi Arabia, and also Tarshish. In my book, I, I show that Tarshish is actually the United Kingdom. And Tarshish and her young lions. So that's the young lions are the, the countries allied with the United Kingdom, like the, the United States, hopefully, and, and some others, Commonwealth countries. Um, they will generally be on, on, the, on the other side of the issue. They will know that, in fact, you know, what's... So let me comment on how this might play out right now. What's going to... Ha what, what is going to happen? I, in my book, I show that there are two possible triggers for this event. But recent events have made me think there's a third one as well that might be the, the catalyst for this. I thought, well, maybe and it's still a strong candidate, that because Iran wants to develop a nuclear bomb, that Israel is at some point going to do an all-out, because America isn't going to do it, Israel's going to try and destroy the Iranian nuclear facilities to stop that bomb being developed. And when that happens, then Russia, Iran, and so on will want to teach Israel a lesson. And they'll teach Israel a lesson by by taking over the occupied territories and probably in order to say that we're going to have a Palestinian state. We're going to enforce the Palestinian state. But their own motivation for doing it isn't so much for the Palestinians, but, but more so for them to have control of the Middle East by increasing their military footprint in the Middle East. They, in a sense, they've already done it in Syria, those same three nations, Russia, Iran, Turkey, have got their military control of Syria now, in the same way this would be a strong military move for them to control this Palestinian state. It would be a, really a puppet really, of Russia and Turkey and Iran. And so they would thereby have a control and then they would be a threat to the annihilation of Israel then, actually. Israel couldn't defend itself with, with having once that had happened. So it's a very dangerous situation. That's why God takes it so seriously. Now, the second possible trigger is what I thought would happen under President Trump, that through his peace plan, the, uh, Israel would be allowed to annex the West Bank or large parts of it. Now, that, again, would be infuriating for 
for those nations, that, that she would take control, as it were, of the West Bank, and that was the, uh, the end of that, especially the Islamic nations. And, um, and that could then trigger the response of them saying, no, we need to implement the two-state solution. We need to implement the UN resolutions concerning this. And so in the name of establishing a Palestinian state, this international force will go in and kick Israel out of the West Bank. And that could be the fo form of the invasion. But recent events is just highlighted. Now, I'm not saying the Ezekiel of, uh, invasion will necessarily happen out of this present situation, but it is worth watching because I realize that something like this could be the trigger for the Ezekiel invasion too. Because what, what is happening is when Hamas, whatever the... the the cause, there were riots on the Temple Mount and the Israeli police were on the Temple Mount and then Hamas says, if you don't get off the, the Temple Mount, we will start firing rockets at you. Um, and then, of course, they, they started firing these rockets to, to show themselves that they're the true representatives of the Palestinian people. And then, of course, Israel is, is now punishing Hamas. But the real problem is what's happening within Israel, all the riots. Now, the, the Jews and the Arabs that have kind of been living, certainly, you know, fairly much at peace, uh, not totally, of course, but and now that's all broken out. Now, in the towns where they live together, now they were at war with each other. And then riots in the West Bank, too means that this is destabilizing and this is possibly Iran's intention in the first place because Iran controls Hamas as well as Hezbollah and probably the intention is to destabilize and so the more the riots happen in the West Bank and and I was watching a TV program today where he says well of course there's always been troubles but this feels different this time this this the rioters like on a on a different level of of anger, as it were. Um, if those riots get stronger, and if Israel then has to be stronger in responding to them, it could reach a point where it gets out of control, and at that point, um, Turkey, Iran, and Russia will get together and do say bit like the Americans did with Iraq and Saddam Hussein, they'll say, look, we need to send in an international force to, to bring peace into this situation. Uh, and uh, although America uh, and the UK will not agree with that, there'll be many nations around the world that will absolutely support it. That's why Russia doesn't need other nations to do this, but the reason why America and Russia would have an international coalition is to give the whole thing respectability, you see. And so by they can look like they're they're being Mr. Nice Guy when really they're they're asserting power. But you see what what could happen is, especially in the West Bank, if there's lots of a, a real showdown in the West Bank, um, they could go in. Now it's interesting that Erdogan, the president of Turkey, and had spoke when this thing started. He spoke with Putin of Russia and he tried to he said to Putin we need to teach Israel a lesson we need to send in an international force to you know 
to give Israel a, a telling off and to protect the Palestinians. And that's exactly the scenario of the Ezekiel 30, 38 invasion, you see. And so <clears throat> I don't think Putin took much notice. But if the situation aggravated more, what could happen is they would make a case. We need to teach Israel a lesson. They're being too harsh on the Palestinians. They're, they're taking control of the West Bank, and it should be the Palestinians. And so in the name of bringing peace, in the name of protecting the Palestinians, and, and perhaps in the name of implementing the UN resolutions to bring in the two-state solution, Russia will organize this international force claiming to be uh, enforcing UN resolutions that have been made um, to invade Israel and do it quickly. This, this is like a surprise attack. It's going to happen very quickly. I mean, basically, Russia, Syria, and um, Iran all have military presence in Syria, which is right on the border of Israel anyway. So it, it wouldn't be, be very hard for them to do a decisive invasion into the West Bank, not into Israel proper, because Israel would then respond in a nuclear way. But if they went into the West Bank, then I don't think Israel could do much about it, not with Russia there. So this, what I'm saying is a situation like the present situation, if it spiraled out of control, and if the riots got worse and worse, especially in the West Bank, it could reach a point, this could be the hook, in other words, that causes um, Russia to actually say, okay, this gives us our basis for moving in. It will look like we're being altruistic. It will look like we are defending the Palestinian people, but both um, Putin and Erdogan are, uh, and the, Ira the Iranian government are opportunists. In other words, they all kind of want to be powerful in the world and they will take any kind of opportunity to take over territory if they can without getting involved in a major war with America or anything like that so Russia's done this a couple of times hasn't it in the name of protecting Russians in is it Georgia and, and parts of Ukraine they 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 establish a military presence in that name but really they're they're establishing their dominance and turkey and iran act in the same way um and so if they see an opportunity that we can actually go in here claiming to be the peaceful protectors of the palestinians but actually they have their own reasons and in the ezekiel prophecy in verse 13 that's the objection that Tarshish and uh, the America, Britain, and uh, the Saudi Arabia says, have you come to take plunder? Have you, have you invaded, in other words, to take booty, to carry away silver? In other words, what they're saying is, y you're pretending you're doing this for the Palestinians, but actually you're doing this to control territory in the Middle East, to take control of the oil, because uh, Israel's becoming quite rich in the oil and gas but by making this move they can dominate the Middle East and they can dominate the energy situation so it will be an opportunist thing it will be a temptation if you like the hook in the jaw a temptation that Russia cannot miss now as the other nations they would do this in a second because they're Islamic nations they, they want uh, radical Islamic they want to destroy Israel
for religious reasons but not so much for Russia but for Russia it would be to gain power in the Middle East to gain control of the oil market on which her economy depends and so this is what the the Tarshish and Saudi Arabia are pointing out he's saying you're actually doing it for personal motives for personal greed to gain power in the Middle East but it will be under this righteous cover of protecting the Palestinians. So this is my main comment to the situation, is that a situation like this could be the trigger for Ezekiel 38, because if it gives the basis for Russia, Turkey, Iran, and these other nations, which are all the other nations named are Islamic nations, to make this invasion and take control of the West Bank. Uh, and so when that happens, okay, uh, it will seem like a terrible thing, uh, you know, if you love Israel. But God's going to step in and God's going to prove the Bible is true. And there's going to be a great revival coming out of this. So we do need to be ready. So again, do check out my book if you want to know more about this. I've done a series of five videos on YouTube called The Imminent Invasion of Israel. And I've also written a book called The Imminent Invasion of Israel. You can get from Amazon or from oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk. Well, God bless you and pray for the peace in Israel, of course. Pray for the salvation for the, of the Jews and the Arabs. And, and we'll leave the rest with God. Amen. God bless you.